global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all declining 42 minutes to go ahead of the close. We're brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Now, over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. And here is Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are down from their morning peaks, with the Dow currently lower by 24 points. SBs drop a point, NASDAQ is lower by two. At one point, the Dow was higher by 90 points. The latest U.K. poll from TNS shows 43% leave, 41% remain. Back in the U.S., the small cap 600 is down a point, and the U.S. 10 yield at 1.69%. Six out of 10 SB sectors are higher, led by gains in healthcare, telecom, and the materials. Utilities, energy, and technology fell. Dow Transports dropped 35 points after earnings-related losses from Federal Express. NASA Biotech's outperformed, gaining 1.8%, and the VIX is higher by 9%. Dow leaders included Merck, DuPont, and Walmart, while McDonald's, IBM, and Chevron led to the downside. Tesla fell 9% after offering to buy Solar City. Adobe dropped 5.3% after its results, while healthcare stocks surged intraday after the U.S. said Medicare payment panel was not triggered this year. After the bell tonight, look for earnings from Barnes & Noble, Bed Bath & Beyond, and Red Hat. Live from the First Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg-type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Peloton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Burger King. We have Burger King to thank for something called Mac and Cheetos. And uh, I guess it's basically what you think it might be. Crunchy Cheetos stuffed with oozy macaroni and cheese as a snack. Well, one company that I don't think we're going to be seeing uh, Mac and Cheetos from is Late July Snacks. And here to tell us all about the snack business is Nicole Bernard Dawes. She is the chief executive and the co-founder of Late July Snacks and, of course, uh, based in Boston. I want to thank you very much. Uh, home to Boston's, uh, our own Bloomberg 1200 in Boston and um, can be followed on Twitter at Late July Organic. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. All right. So I, I don't even have to really ask a question here, but because we've got organic in the Twitter handle, um, you come from a line of uh, snack food entrepreneurs. Why don't you just give us the, the 10 sec, you know, the elevator pitch here? Sure. My mom had a natural food store in the 70s, and in 1980, my father started Cape Cod Potato Chips. So I think I'm the product of a mom with a natural food store and a father with a potato chip company. You end up with a daughter with an organic snack company. That is it. I love it. Like the kid is the morph of the mom and dad. Uh, you studied economics in college. You got into food and beverage consulting, uh, given your background in, in the food industry and retail. Then you're a mom. And you wanted some organic saltine crackers. Why did you want these crackers so badly, and why couldn't you find them? Well, that's an excellent question. That's exactly what I thought. I lived in New York City at the time, and I was newly pregnant. I wanted organic saltines. And I think on my block, there was five different natural food stores, and I went to all five and couldn't find them. 
And I thought, here it is at the time it was 2001. The organic industry had evolved quite a bit from my mom's 1970s natural food store, and yet I still couldn't find what I was looking for. And that's when it occurred to me that I had stumbled upon an opportunity. All right. You stumble upon an opportunity. There's a big gap between having an idea and actually getting the product on the shelf. Tell us a little bit about that journey. There is a big gap between those two things for sure. Um, you know, it for me, I, I had the obvious advantage of watching my father do it a couple times, actually. In addition to Cape Cod potato chips, he also had a crouton company at one point, and he also sold Cape Cod chips and bought it back subsequently sold it again. So I got to see this process a couple times. I knew, you know, it, it took quite a bit to get from idea to first selling a product. But you first have to create the product. So that was step one for me, was coming up with a product I actually thought was worth selling. Well, you know, and, and I can understand that because you, you experiment with stuff at home and you think it's going to be straightforward. But once you start changing sort of traditional ingredients, ingredients, I should say, becomes much harder to do. Well, you know, your uh, growth has been astounding. You know, you're selling millions now. What is it, 85 million? Yeah, that's what we're, well, we're on track to surpass that. Yes, sir. Yes. So, but, so it takes the next step. So you get the idea. What, what did, how did you get from here to there? Did your family help you with financing? Uh, did you, I mean, I think, of, I start, so I think manufacturing, uh, facilities, uh, a retail distribution, that's a lot. You know, there were, there were quite a few things that happened early on. Um, one, I, once I had these products that I thought were actually good enough to sell, I coaxed my father out of his retirement to come join me. And, um, he and I worked side by side for the first, it took us about two years from, you know, idea to actually creating a product that with a package that could sell in a retail establishment. We had to, you know, commercialize the formulas, find a factory that could make them. We had to start the actual company, hire employees, uh, and that all took from about 2001 to we hit shelves in 2003. I got to ask you about tortilla chips. <laughs> that was a big move. It was a big risky move, actually. Yeah. We, um, you know, we, we had some great growth our early years and I have personally wanted to make a tortilla chip, I think, my entire life. I tried to convince my father at Cape Cod Chips to make tortilla chips and he told me more than once, maybe a thousand times, you know, we're a potato chip company. We will never make a tortilla chip. And, you know, I think he kept that mantra even at late July. I still, would bring it up from time to time. And unfortunately, my father passed away in 09. And, you know, the the for me, that was the last person preventing us from going into tortilla chips. So we actually launched tortilla chips in 2010. And, you know, everyone at the company knows that 2010 made us, you know, the overnight success seven years in the making. So from you and your dad, one word of advice for somebody who wants got a great idea and wants to start it up. I think the most important thing I can tell somebody else is you have to have almost a delusional optimism in your ability to succeed. All right. Well, obviously, in your case, Nicole Bernard Dawes, it was not delusional. It worked. Thankfully, yes, it did. Must be one of the many things you got from your dad. It did. sure was. Very lucky. CEO and founder, Late July Snacks. She's based in Boston, joining us in New York City today. We thank her so very much for coming to our Bloomberg studio. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.
Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by the accountants and advisors at Eisner Ampers. Cybersecurity is on the mind of every business leader. Managing cyber risk should be too. Get started with a cyber risk assessment. Learn more. EisnerAmper.com slash cyber risk.